Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are coming to you from Louisville, Kentucky tonight. Thanks to everybody who's been listening to us. We've gotten some great listens all over the country, particularly in the east and the south, which is where we're based in Kentucky, our home state. Richard is here. He is home this week. He is not on the road. He is in the great state of Kentucky, the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Suck it, Indiana. What's going on, Richard? Oh, just living the dream. You know, it's uh, it's Monday after uh, the Louder Than Life weekend, so it was uh, it, it was a good weekend overall. So, just hanging out, watching the world go by. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get to Louder Than Life in a minute because I want to talk about a couple of things from that festival. You know, we talked about that on the last week's pod. We have a couple of back-to-back music festivals in Louisville, Bourbon and Beyond, Louder Than Life. That's the big hard rock fest that went down this weekend. Before we get into that, I will say thank you to everybody for listening. I want to give you guys our social media addresses so you can continue to follow us. The podcast is the Good Midlife Podcast at Instagram. We put up some fun stuff there sometimes. Richards is Kinchin Crew uh, on Instagram. That is a fun food blog follow. And if you want to email us, if you've got an idea, if you want to yell at us, if you're mad because I said suck it, Indiana, then email us at thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. We'll get back at you. Um, I didn't mean it, Indiana, but it is fun to say. Now, we do like to recap the weekend. Other than louder than life, Richard and I spent an afternoon watching Kentucky football at Hillcrest Tavern, one of my favorite suck places. Suck it, Vandy. Suck it, Vandy. That I can get behind. Hillcrest Tavern, one of my favorite places in Louisville. We watched the Cats, uh, had some great wings and beer, and hung out with some friends. So other than that fun action, what did you have this weekend, Richard? Uh, let's see. Uh, Friday night was pretty low-key. We went out to dinner. Uh, nothing too exciting. And then uh, Saturday we Saturday night, we met a friend of ours uh, for dinner at Fat Lamb. So it was a uh, one of my favorites, good stuff. Shout out to Dallas, always great food. Um, we had um, an appetizer. Of, we had the goat cheese appetizer, and then they had kimchi arnachini. I'm probably mispronouncing that. It's the rice balls, the Italian rice balls. Very good. And then I had the uh, pork uh, salt and boca, which was delightful. So that uh, that's, and then that's ran a- then ran like crazy again. <laughs> nice. So, that's a good dish there, and though the warm goat cheese appetizer is fantastic, one of my favorite appetizers in town. Uh, did you make it down to Nulu Fest, which is a neighborhood here in Louisville, a little street festival situation? I, I did. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I did. I did go down there. Um, it was a friend of ours' birthday, so went down there for a little bit. I w- the vendors weren't very good. The clientele was very interesting. There was a a guy dressed up in a purple suit who proceeded to fall, and then have his sunglasses basically impale into his head, which was a little disgusting and bad. He was, it took forever for EMT and police to show up. So it was kind of an interesting experience as always, but uh, it was crowded. It was hot. It was, but it was fun. It's always a good time. Well, that's one of my favorite neighborhoods in town. Um, The shopping, the dining, everything's fun there. The the festival is always fun. But I do believe it's gotten a little bit saturated because they do the Bach Fest in the spring with the goat racing. They had a summer fest down there this summer. Now we're right into Nulu Fest, which is in September. So they they seem to be doing more of those, which I think takes away a little bit of the novelty of it. But it is a really fun uh, area to hang out and spend an afternoon. Yeah, I – they – I'll, I'll say this, and this is not this is kind of a rant, but they need to clean up Nulu a little bit. It's it's starting to look a little haggard. 
Um, there's, there's a lot of homeless people down there. And even with Nulu Festival going on, it, it looks a little rough. It's, it's dirty. There's a lot of trash collecting on the streets and they need to do a good job, better job of cleaning that place up because that is one of our main tourist corridors and we need to keep that clean and safe. So I agree with that. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's, that needs to be a priority in town and a lot of different levels. Um, and we won't get into that uh, very deeply here, but um, disappointing to hear that that was going on down there, but I do agree. We do need to um, work as a city to clean it up a little bit in a lot of different places and make it a little bit more um, appetizing to the eye and make everybody feel safe, even if there is no threat or danger. So I, yeah. I totally get that. Um, for our weekend, we started on Friday night with um, the biggest high school football game in Kentucky, St. X versus Trinity. And St. X had won a few of these in a row. And let me tell you, it was bad on Friday night for our side because Trinity came out and won 45 to nothing. It was 45 to 10, 45 to 10 beat down. Um, and they punished St. X hard on the rankings. They did. They did. Um, uh, they, they dropped him down to ninth or something. It's, yeah. It was bad. It was a well, they deserve it. Like, yeah, that's a. If you're an elite team, you can't lose like that. Um, no. So, you know, a lot a lot of things can happen before the state championship gets here, and those two teams will very possibly meet one another again in the playoffs. Um, and also, don't forget about Mail. Those three are the best teams in Louisville right now, so we'll see what happens with that. We had a lot of fun. We had friends who had a an Airstream there for tailgates, so we had a big old tailgate for high school football, um, which is sounds like a very Alabama or Texas thing to do, but – uh, every year for this great rivalry, we do that as well. So I had a lot of fun Friday night. Saturday, watched a little bit of the Cats, and then Saturday night, we went to Churchill Downs. We kept it going. Went to Downs after dark. They had boots and bourbon, so everybody was encouraged to dress a little bit uh, more Texan style. So I got to break out my cowboy hat, got to break out the cowboy boots, and I am always, always happy when that happens. Um, cashed one ticket, which broke me about even, so... Uh, gambling, not great. I don't think the night racing is really great for gambling anyway with the card that they usually have, but we had an awful lot of fun with friends, and it was a beautiful, beautiful evening. And then Sunday, Richard, we decided to observe the Sabbath. Now, I don't know if you and Maisie have uh, thought about observing the Sabbath lately. Have you? Uh, by going to church? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm not anti-church. Um, we just are observing the Sabbath was not going to be getting up going to church, but it was going to be doing nothing. We have been going so hard for the last several weeks that that uh, we said, let's observe the Sabbath tomorrow, which means I'm going to make some coffee. Uh, I did have to do the dishes, and we did have to finish folding some laundry, so a minor task. But we're not going on errands. We're not uh, We're not doing real work. Nothing's happening in the yard. I'm going to sit in the hot tub and watch football and movies and i'm going to eat food that was prepared by someone other than me and i'm going to observe the sabbath and we did that and it was glorious and i recommend it to everybody and i think it's happening again this sunday nice nice uh we we did a little bit i i had to again uh not to sound like a broken record go out and run but that was uh, i did a nice easy run and then uh a shout out to uh, well, I was waiting on Spectrum to show up to do a service call. They never showed up. So I'd like to give a shout out to Spectrum and their continual crappy service. So uh, good job, Spectrum. Good job. So 
So I just thought I'd throw that in there. A little jab in there. Were, were they going to come out and turn on ESPN for you and Disney Channel? Yeah, no, no. They, we just have the internet through them, and uh, it's been intermittent, and I, I can't – it's too long of a story to get into. But basically, they told me I did not have a wireless router with them, uh, even though my router said Spectrum all over it. And apparently, the for the past probably eight months, maybe longer, uh, I've been having a wireless router that was not hooked up, so to speak. So, yeah, it's 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 just – there's so many things to bitch about with them. Um, so anyway, continue. All right. All right. Well, that's our weekend wrap up. Now let's go back to louder than life. Now, Richard, talk to me about your louder than life experience, because while you didn't go, we didn't go. Um, we had talked about a couple of bands we wanted to see, but ultimately, like I said, we were exhausted. Richard has all this stuff going on. Um, but he lives very close to the venue and can hear a lot of it. So, Go ahead. Give us some uh, tales from Louder Than Life. You know, it it, it wasn't all that bad. Um, it, it was funny. For the first three days of the festival, it was pretty mild. I mean, I couldn't – it was – the. it seemed like the music overall was pretty low. Every once in a while, I'd hear something. I'd hear a, a scream or a, a, some raspy, like, heavy metal voice that you traditionally hear. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of Spinal Tap, which was pretty funny. But um, uh, overall, it was pretty mild. There was a a shit ton of people. Um, apparently, there were forty more thousand people uh, for this event than uh, Bourbon and Beyond, which is insane. And our neighborhood was jam packed with cars parked all over the place, and uh, so it was a little crazy. And then Sunday. Uh, the music, for some odd reason, got turned up real loud, and Green Day was – it was the last show – was exceptionally loud, and they played longer than everybody else. For some odd reason, they went through till 11 o'clock on Sunday night, which was kind of weird, where How the were, other nights they had not. How were they? Uh, they, they weren't – bad from what i heard i mean it, it the problem was is like their music was so loud that it was it, it got just drowned out but usually i can hear like everything and now i can't um it, it was just drowned out by the bass and the heavy drums and and stuff like that so it was uh it was it was pretty hard to understand overall so I had heard that the music was louder Thursday than the rest of the week, that they had turned it down after Thursday. But that's interesting that you say Sunday was the loudest night that you observed, because I know that there were people concerned about that. And and the louder than life, um, it's interesting. We got hung up in some traffic Friday night because when we went to Bourbon and Beyond, the, the they had to be off the stage at 1145. But we were in traffic at 1015 or 1030. And everything was shut down there at the at the, the venue. So I think they were running them off the stage at ten or ten fifteen for louder than life. Um, did you hear about Limp Biscuit? No, I, I have not heard any. No. Okay, so here's the facts of what happened, and I will tell you that I do not like Limp Biscuit. In fact, I will tell you they are one of the worst bands in the history of humanity. And I don't just mean rock and roll. I mean like going back, there were probably cavemen grunting and beating on dinosaur skulls, making better music than Limp Biscuit. I think they're terrible. So they came out, got ready to play, and 
at the Louder Than Life venue, there are two outdoor stages right next to one another, and they have these giant video screens on each side of the stage. So there's four big video screens, uh, and it's a huge venue. Like you said, there are 160,000 people for the weekend there. So if you're not right up on the stage, you need that video screen to see what's happening. And Fred Durst would not perform until they turned the video screens off. And he really? said, it, he really, he said it, and then they did not do it. And he said, I'm not going until you do it. And he even you know, walked up to a cameraman, and I, I don't know exactly what happened. The, the, the story I got was he walked up to a cameraman. But ultimately, finally, the venue acquiesced, turned off the video screens, and they played their set. And so all you, you couldn't see them unless you were up close. And uh, so lots of conspiracy theories about lip syncing and canned music and what were they doing with that. I mean, how? I mean, everything they do is terrible. Like, you got a lip sync to Nookie? Come on, man. It's that, I don't know what's going on with that, but they refuse to play if the video screens were on. Have you ever heard so of that, anything is like that? that? The theory, is that the theory that they were lip syncing? Is that why it was turned the, off? The theory is lip syncing, yes. Huh, but I don't know. That's... But I've, I've never – I mean every single band in the world wants you to see them, right? Like that's the whole point. You're here to see me. And hey, Limp Biscuit, you're pretty lucky to be playing anything, particularly like this is the most prestigious rock festival in America. Yeah, that that is uh, very interesting. I I am very intrigued by this. I did not. I, I have not heard any of this. So, uh, well, that's uh, that's uh, that's kind of interesting. That is the story, the and and that's the story from. Uh, I'll tell you the source on that where I heard that from, and it was a local DJ who was there working for QMF. He told that story, so um, I believe that he told it on a. Um, an on-air situation um, on an on-air show. So I believe that to be true. Um, so I don't think I'm just talking shit on that. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's uh, Limp Biscuit. It's just like, I, I'll say this. I do enjoy Limp Biscuit, like on a run, like it, like to motivate me a little bit more, but overall it's just like, it, it's, they're, they're, they're not very good. They, it's just like I, I watched in I watched recent a couple months ago we talked about it the uh Woodstock documentary oh yeah they that wouldn't they just oh. fired up the crowd I was like well and then it's just like yeah so bunch of jackasses yeah for sure for yeah. sure so, so uh yeah so anyway that was very I, I was interested in that that was I've never heard of anything like that happening and uh kind of an interesting thing to hear about so who knows what happened with that uh, it's another minus seven in my book for Limp Biscuit. So um, there's that. Moving on, let's talk a little college football. Uh, we like to do that. We love college football. Um, I'm going to start with my picks for the week. Last week, I went one and two. Thank you, Notre Dame, for playing the last snap of the game with 10 men on defense and allowing Ohio State to score. That moved me down and actually cost me a healthy bit of money. But I did Bet some other stuff I didn't talk about on the air, and I ended up up for the week. So a couple of units up, which was very nice, and I can't wait. Oh, by the way, tomorrow, Wednesday, when this out when this drops, it's the last day we'll ever have to drive across the bridge to Indiana to bet on our phones. We can bet on our phones on Thursday. I cannot wait. Um, nice. Yes, yes. Uh, degenerate Uncle Jimmy is ready. Um, I'm going to start with our beloved UK Wildcats. I want to talk about that for a minute because uh, I'm going to take them this week. They play Florida at home. That line opened at three and a half. Kentucky was favored by three and a half. 
Florida is, as always, a trendy public side. The logo brings in the money, and that line has moved down to one and a half. So I'm taking really? it has. Wow. It has. Uh, and I'm taking the cats, and I'm going to wait until I can bet on my phone legally because I think at the end of the day, this may all move all the way through the pick em point. I may be getting points before it's over. And if that's the case, I'll play a money line because I think, I think Kentucky's going to win this game. And uh, the over-under on this game is a very Iowa-esque 44 because Florida wants to run the ball. And I don't think there's a lot of points to be had here. And I think Kentucky's defense is really good. And uh, I, I think they show up and they do enough to win this game. There's a bunch okay. on this. And it's it's Tuesday, so I'm picking games on Tuesday, which is tough. But here's one I really like. I like Kansas at Texas. I know everybody's on Texas. They had that big win at Alabama, and I think they're good. But Kansas is 4-0. Kansas is also good. They've got a dynamic quarterback. They're getting 17 at Texas. I'm going to take the points with Kansas in that game. I think this is not, you know, 20 points or anything like that. So I'm going to go ahead and take that one. Take the points there. And then, gosh, this is – I've got like three or four here, so I've got to give one more. Um. I've got to decide. Okay, Richard, you tell me. Do I want to take a big underdog or a big favorite? Which one am I going to go with? Uh, I'd go with the underdog. Okay, big underdog. I've got Iowa State getting 20 at Oklahoma. Iowa State always plays Oklahoma tough. They seem to always play them tough. 20 is a ton of points in a conference game, and I think Oklahoma's good. I don't know they're that good, so give me Iowa State plus the 20 against Oklahoma. There's some other great numbers out there. By the time Saturday gets here, I'll have a lot of action staked, but those are my three. Give me Kentucky. Give me Kansas. Give me Iowa State. Um, I'm going to lay off Colorado. Uh, they're getting 21 and a half against USC. I thought about Colorado in that spot because I think USC is good, but I don't know they're that good, but I know you wanted to talk about Colorado. Yeah, they, uh, they got their ass spanked. Um, and uh, it was, uh, yeah, that wasn't a, that was uh, the, they got their ass spanked pretty hard. And and the and ever and they got and they could get their ass spanked this weekend. And, and they might. They might. And, they might. Uh, it's a home game and, this time though. They were in they were at Oregon, which is a tough place to play to start with. They're at home. They'll have a great crowd, but uh it's a lot of points. Uh, let's see. It's 21 and a half. Yeah. I, I, I think I'll take USC on that one. Okay. There you go. We got, uh, a little, got a little on air action right there. Yeah. I, I'll take USC on that one. Um, right. that, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's, it's like, don't get me wrong. It, it is impressive what Colorado's doing. And I, I think I said it last week. It's, it's like, you got to truly, if, if you are a Colorado fan, you got to love everything that Dion's doing for the program, for the university, and for these kids. I mean, he is he is everything you want a coach to be. But the problem is, is it's like they just got – it's just like they just ran into a buzzsaw. And, I mean, I, I think it's just like – I think they, they got what they – not deserved, but – it was going to happen. I, it, it just like, it was just a matter of time when they were that down to Nebraska and they weren't and that they came roaring back, but it's like with a good team, you can't do that. No. And now Nebraska, it's like, you just can't do that with really, really good talent. Well, and and, and the, Oregon always has talent like that. You cannot do that with. 
and the Pac-12 is actually really good this year. Like I, I'm, re- I really would love to see them get a team into the playoff. I, I hope it, I'm not really pulling for USC, but Oregon's good. Utah's good. USC is good. Oregon State is good. Washington is good. There's a ton of teams out there that are good in like this, the swan song of their yeah, I was conference. about to say it's it's the last year of the Pac-12. Basically, it is imploding, and they are having their best year ever. Some of the best football in America is out there. Yeah. Pac-12 after dark. Stay up late, guys. You're going to like it. Um, real quick before we jump off of college football, I did want to read. Uh, I'm going to go back to that Kentucky game for a minute because our guy Mark Stoops, uh, he had the best quote of the week this week um, in his press conference. He was asked about. A day game, because this is the first time Kentucky and Florida have played in Lexington during the day at a noon kickoff since the 90s. It's always been 3.30 or 7 or 7.30, something later where you get I a think I was crowd. at the last game. I, I had season tickets. It was my first, probably my first year of having season tickets when they played them last. I bet it was 98 or 99. Something. I'm sure I, that's when it was. Uh, and because I was there, I, I, w- I had season tickets. I was escorted. I, my uh, buddy was escorted out by state troopers that game. Because Kentucky was actually supposed to be competitive with Florida that game. And we got it's like, was that a mummy? Was that a hell mummy game? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Actually. I remember that we were supposed to be, and then we got just ripped. Black. Um, and we yeah, we were bad. down like 28 to nothing in the first quarter, right? Right, quarter. it was very bad. Um, yes, anyway, awesome. Stoops was asked about that, and he said um, he talked about the atmosphere last year or two years ago when, when Kentucky beat Florida, and there was a blocked kick, and it was a, it was one of the loudest um, Kentucky football crowds I've been a part of. But uh, he he said he believes in the Kentucky crowd. He said I have great confidence in the people of Kentucky that they can get up very early and pound some beers. Why would you disrespect this great state and the people of it? That is what you want out of your coach. I'm yes. here for you, coach. I'll be there. Let's go. I cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. I yeah, mean, it's, right. It's like I, I, I appreciate that quote. I and mean, if you it, don't, it's like. And if you don't know Kentucky, it, the ins and outs of Kentucky sports, um, our athletic director fought for a long time to keep alcohol out of the stadium. This is the first year you can buy beer because he didn't trust the riffraff to, to drink and not get hammered and have brawls every week. Meanwhile, out in the parking lot, we're pounding beers and uh, having a good time. And Stoops knows it. He's a man of the people. He he knows what's going on. Yeah. Hey, and Mitch, that helps like pay for things, by the way, that, that helps with NIL and a lot of stuff. So just, just remember that when you, you keep putting up resistance on alcohol sales, right? You bud. Right. Well, as now that the money's coming in, I'm sure he kind of believes that he's probably finally seen the light. Um, okay, so let's hop off of college football there and uh, move on. But I want to stay with football. But this will be a more open conversation that if you're not into football or sports, you can kind of get behind. And Richard, I asked my wife this tonight. How many football NFL football players do you think your wife could name? Uh, probably... I would probably say three or four. Okay. All right. Maybe. And that might was, be high. It was a funny conversation, but, you know, she lives with two dudes. Um, one of them's her son, so don't get any ideas, friends. And and we're big in, into football. I'm a huge Bears fan. McKinley is a big Bengals fan. We 
cheer for each other's team secondarily. So she knows Joe Burrow and Justin Fields and uh, Jamar Chase, and she uh, she knows who Josh Allen is, and she knows Lamar Jackson. So she's not a uh, you know a dummy when it comes to football. But uh, I, I went through it and asked her a few questions. Like, do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? And all that leads me to Travis Kelsey. And I would contend that Travis Kelsey is one of the top 20 most recognizable football players in the NFL to people who are not NFL fans. And he's actually probably in the top 10. Would you agree with that? Yes. Because he's on commercials. You've seen stuff with his mom. He's he's everywhere, right? It's him and his brother. Right. They're everywhere. Yep. They're everywhere. As we all know, the internet broke this weekend after Taylor Swift went to the Kansas City game to see Travis Kelsey. You saw this, right? You have the internet. Yes. You know what happened. Yes. <laughs> um, do you have any thoughts on that? Because I've got a couple of things I want to get into here with this. Because and we can't not talk about this today. This week we can't not yeah. talk about this. Yeah, it, it's uh it's um I think it's a PR stunt. If I, if I had a guess, I mean, I, I don't know how true this is. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it it, it seems like a it seems like another PR stunt by I mean, it could be. I don't know. Is it love? I, I have no idea. And I don't really care. But it's it's it feels like a PR stunt. Well, I don't care at all. And. I, but I got a lot of a lot of this just doesn't smell good to me. Number one, Travis Kelsey is one of again. Let's let's just be generous and say let's let's say top twenty most recognizable players in the NFL. Well, Taylor's not going out with Cole Komet, who's the tight end in Chicago. Like she's dating a guy who's in the public eye, right? Like, and I, I get it. Celebrities and superstars kind of gravitate towards one another. But this feel it feels like if if um, again if the tight end for the Dolphins had reached out to her. Who you know who the tight end for the Dolphins is? I don't. You think she goes on the date? I'm doubting it. I, I don't know. I was put off by her standing in the box and like jumping up and down and screaming and cheering. Let's effing go! And I don't think she. I like she's never talked sports at all. Maybe she's into sports. Maybe she's a sporty girl, and I don't get it. But what I see is a lot of fake posery stuff. And even so much so that like after this has broken the internet and everything has exploded, like there are people there like on taylor swift fan pages explaining football to her fans who don't know anything about sports like you get four downs to try to get the ball 10 yards and you get four more to, you know all of this rudimentary stuff right so all of that is kind of like you know i don't know weird to me um her tour just happened. Well, did you see like his uniform sales like have gone up of like 200 percent? of course it has of course it has and why wouldn't like it's great for him. It's all great for him. Whether or not they're in love, I, I, I support it. I, if they're in love, it's great. But, um, you know, her tour just ended. She was in the, the media for a long time there. There's a tour documentary coming out soon, so it's helpful to continue to be in the public eye. So this certainly helps. Um, I don't know. It all feels a little bit weird. Right. You know, she's had many relationships and they've all been somewhat public. Everyone always everyone knows about that. Everyone knows who she dates. Um, she's not dating as many people who are a little bit weird. It's all a little bit more mainstream celebrities, but it reminds me a little bit of Madonna, late 80s, early 90s. Do you get that vibe? Yeah, again, it, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's 
it just like like we said, it just feels like a PR stunt here. And I like Taylor Swift's music. I think she's a great performer. I think she's a great writer. I like her stuff younger when it seemed more genuine. And so I like her. And uh, so I, I'm a little bit bitter that that has hijacked all manner of social media and and interest because I really don't care. And um, I feel like as a like as an opposing viewpoint, uh, I'm, I feel pretty good about saying I, I just don't care. And no, I'm not bitter that she never dated me or wrote a song about me. I'm not bitter about that at all. I'm just, you know, speaking. Through. Liar. <laughs> there it is, folks. He's lying. There it is. All right. There it is. Moving on quickly. A quick hit right here. Um, we were at our local bar, neighborhood bar, Saints, this weekend. They are doing a – I didn't tell you this, Richard. They're doing a Dogs of Saints calendar, and we had Teddy there, our insane uh, Bernie Doodle. And so we got Ted's photo taken, so we think he might make the calendar. We're hoping for that. I will keep everybody posted on that. Very nice. Very we, nice. We also someone carrying a cat in one of those cat carrier backpacks. Do you have one of those, Richard? I do not know. I, I shamefully, I I don't. It's just like there's there's ones that are like hard case and they have a bubble. Yeah, it's like yeah, you can send me one that was completely clear, but no, I I don't have one. It's just like I, I uh, we we do own a cat and I do own a cat and it's just like I, I don't my I don't think my cat would get in. It'd probably kill me. I'm probably I'm really eat my I'm, face. I'm very proud of you. That cat at Saints on the patio wanted to eat everybody who came up and looked at it. It was furious about its ownership situation. And it, and it should be. As I mean, it should it, be. It, as it should be, really. As it should be. All right, now we, in the last 10 minutes of the show, let's talk TV, movies, books, the stuff we are watching, listening to, all those things. I'm going to turn this to you because you've got some stuff you want to talk about. I don't have much this week on that. Yeah, well, it, it's I continue watch Ahsoka. I mean, it, it it's it's surprising me how good it is. Um, it, it, it's 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 my rank up there now with a close. Like I always think, Andor's number one, and then Mandalorian's number two. But Ahsoka's gotten pretty good, and it, it's 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 very it's very entertaining. It's very gritty, and it, it's it's good so far. So I'll be see, interested to see how they carry it. Um, if we we started last night the uh, Johnny Depp documentary on Netflix about the trial. Um, I feel like it might be redundant for my wife because she kind of kept up with it, and I, of course, I didn't. Uh, it's, it's like I just saw headlines here and there, but it's it's pretty fascinating. It's also well, and and your wife, your wife is from culture. Your wife is yeah. from DC, and that's where it was all going down. So it makes sense. That yeah, you call that. yeah. And uh, apparently, I think at one point, like one of the teams, the legal teams used her dad's office, like conference room for something. So uh, it's, uh, and then we were watching it, and she goes, Oh, there's my dad's office right there. It's like, so it's, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's an interesting documentary. Now, I know the Murdoch murders, um, uh, there's uh that's going on we watched some on netflix or hbo about that but we haven't watched the, the netflix one and i think a, another series is coming out about them it's just like how what a shit show that is but anyway but yeah it's i continue to listen to my I read my book and i'm listening to a couple of new books so uh it, it's but it, the the johnny depp is it's fascinating because it's just like it's such an acting job on both sides. It's so bad, but it's so fascinating at the same time. 
Yeah, I it's I was not that intrigued by it because I think it was just two assholes going at each other, and I still think that's what it is. But... Oh, oh, two drugged up, drunk assholes. Exactly, yeah. entitled yes. assholes just fighting, and I just, yeah, I just, yeah. It's you know, I I, I kind of want to pull for somebody, but really, I just kind of pulled for spontaneous combustion um, during yeah, their yeah. time together. Um, yeah, but but. Uh, we might check that out. I doubt that we will. I do want to watch the new Murdoch murder, Murders um, documentary, one of them. You know, of course, with these things now, with multiple streaming services, everybody has to make a docu-series about whatever is the uh, the theme of the moment. So um, I, I'd like to watch one of those at some point because I do think that's a pretty compelling story. I think it's interesting, and there's a whole lot of layers to that that are fascinating. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it it's, it's weird. I mean, it, it's – it's a very interesting world to say the least we started a show uh this on sunday evening while we were observing the sabbath uh we started behind her eyes it's a series have you heard of this yes is it good uh i don't know yet we did two episodes uh my wife really liked the book and so and i'm happy to watch those things that that she knows and because she's kind of breaking it down like this is a little different from the book here and uh, this is pretty similar, and so I think by the end of episode two, it's starting to tighten up a little bit to where I think it's going to get better. So I'll I'll report back as we get through the series and see how that looks. Hmm. Okay. Well, keep me updated on yeah, that one. We'll keep the folks updated on that show, and uh, otherwise, um, you know, we we're still working through the crown. Um, we we were on season five of that. We we were kind of late to that. I think we talked about that another week, and so I need to get caught up on that one. Maisie yeah. Maisie's watched it all, and I I need. It's like I think it looks really interesting. It's just like I I think it's the problem is, is at one point I was so much was going on that I had so many shows going on that I just couldn't get it into it. Well, season five is the weakest to me. And I think it's because I remember so much of what happened then, and not much of it is like like super interesting nude stuff, right? I mean, there's behind the curtain stuff, but it's all like the, you know, Diana and Charles divorce and um, all of that stuff. When I kind of had zoned out on all the royal family and stuff because I just didn't care, and I still don't really care. Like, you know, okay, who cares? You got divorced, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And uh, but anyway, it's it's still a great series and it's really well done, really well produced and, and done very well that way. Um, so that's kind of what we've been watching. I don't have anything else to recommend, but I will I would say if you have read the book or you're interested in Behind Her Eyes, start it. Check it out. Um, it's just fine for a middle aged couple to sit on the couch and watch. It works out just fine for that. So perfect. There. Well, and speaking of Hollywood, apparently the I think the writer's strike ended. So we might get some television next year. I know, I know. I thought about that. I, it did end, and I thought about that on Sunday as all the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff was going down because I thought, man, I really want an SNL sketch about this so bad. Like, I, I just yeah. want the comedy writers to get after this. Yeah, so I I, I think it's, it's officially over, and so it should be pretty good, so – Excellent. All right. Well, we're about to wrap up. Uh, I will tell you, I'll have a lot to talk about next week. Very busy back into the week coming up. I've got my four-year anniversary with my lovely wife, Elizabeth, on Thursday. Um, Saturday, we're going to be in the house at Commonwealth Stadium for Kentucky, Florida. I will have a full report on that and uh, probably going to do a little observing the Sabbath again this week. So uh, um, 
that's that's kind of what it's looking like. Uh, meanwhile, Richard, I assume you will be doing running and uh, preparing for a marathon. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing very exciting, unfortunately. What, Just what do you have? What about twenty four? miles this weekend? Twenty miles, so Damn. it should be fun. So you got about what three or four weeks until that that goes down. Uh, I think we're down to five now. So five I got weeks. okay bourbon chase next weekend, so should be fun. All right, well, um, Godspeed, and uh, you're gonna get through this, and then then you'll be able to hang up your your running shoes, call it into your running career, and uh, yeah, yeah, let that go. All right, not to end on a sad note or anything, but uh. <laughs> It's going to be great. I know you love it, and I know that it's. Uh, it, I'm. It, I have a ton of respect. I'm ready for, you for, doing for it, it to be over. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm burned out. I respect the hell out of you for doing it, and I respect the hell out of you for the discipline it takes, and all of those things. So I think it's awesome, and uh, you know, I'm. 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 Pr I will say as a friend, I am proud of you for everything that you're doing. So well, I'll bring. That. I'll bring it right that. back there. So, <laughs> and, and with that. We will wrap up for the week. Uh, anything you else you have that you want to hit on before we bounce? Yes, there is something. We got a recommendation on Sunday about some show ideas. Jill, no. That ain't going to happen. And that's an excellent point. Um, Jill, if you're listening, I love your you ideas. You will hear this. That was that was a that was a bad call. So uh, yeah, um, no, 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 no. We're not. We're not. No, we're not. That we're not, will not happen. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Um, you do your own thing. You enjoy whatever you like. We're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we love gotta, you, but no. But no. Yeah. All right. We got a few seconds. We're going to bounce out of here. Thanks for listening, guys. We have enjoyed it. What a fun show tonight. Uh, you guys have a great week, great weekend. We are going to keep living our best midlife. 